0: welcome to Bible study and today we're going to take time to really have a full Bible study section so it's not going to be the usual uh, short versions I record an Ask Pastor Pastor Rhoda podcast so I will encourage you to get your Bible get a pen and a paper and so you can make notes that you're going to uh, study after this time Uh, I always encourage people to have a personal revelation of the word of God, because it's a personal revelation of God's word. That is actually going to empower you. That is what is going to transform your life. So it's good for teachers to teach for pastors to preach, but it is what you get from one on one from God that actually give you the full benefit or the maximum benefit of God's word. So, uh, we don't replace the Holy spirit, how the Holy spirit talks to you is paramount. What teachers do is to point you, to open your heart just a little bit so you can receive or or understand how the Holy Spirit is going to communicate the rest of it to you. So please get a pen and a paper and we're going to be talking today about Pentecost, uh, the origin, the importance, why Pentecost, what was God's intention and what 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 is it to us today. So I would like to um, introduce it this way that uh, Pentecost you won't find the word Pentecost in the New Testament uh, in the Old Testament you can only find it in the New because it's a Greek word okay so in the Old Testament what you're going to see is the it was called the Feast of Harvest or the Feast of Weeks and it is so called because It was about seven weeks after they came out of the land of Egypt, after they were delivered from Egypt. So um, you can find that, again, written in uh, Exodus chapter 23, Exodus chapter 24, Levitical 16, Numbers 28, and Deuteronomy 16. You can read all that on your uh, personal time, and you'll find the names here that I'm giving you. In, uh, in Palestine, for instance, they have two forms of uh, harvest: the early harvest and the other later harvest. So the ha- early harvest came during the months of May and June, and that is how, why we celebrated uh, Pentecost last Sunday. Okay, for those of you that will be getting this message, it's just um, we just celebrated Pentecost a few days ago, and that is and uh, the uh, either in the month during the months of May and June, and then the final harvest. It's in the fall okay so Pentecost is a celebration of the beginning of the early wheat harvest and this means that um, it always falls around this May June time and so the are, there are other kinds of festivals one of them is the first fruit you know the first fruit uh, came at another uh, time but the time between the first fruit and Um, uh, the second harvest, which is the wheat harvest is about 50 days. Okay. So these, uh, things are very important because it's going to point us to what we're going to be talking about today. So this is the origin and I would like to start my origin of this arrangement of Pentecost from Exodus 19, although you won't see clearly there, but God's intention was displayed there after the crossed over and god wanted the reason why he crossed them over from egypt was to have a personal relationship with them so that they would be his people and he would be their god so after this period they came to this point where god gave moses instruction he said gather all the children of israel let them come up to this mountain mountain sinai and i'm going to be speaking to them so god wanted to speak to them to to speak word of faith to them, to write his laws in their heart so that they will now begin to obey him. He will begin to walk in their heart. They will begin to have heart-to-heart talk. They will begin to have relationship because that is the reason why he took them out. He said, I don't want you to be slaves anymore. I want you to be sons. I want to, is like a, a groom to a bride. I want to have you to myself and I want your ears to be to me. I want you to hear me and I want you to understand me, to hear my voice, to understand my language. And so we can walk together. So when they came out in Exodus chapter 19, he said, Moses consecrate all of them and bring them out. And they all came out. And as God came in the fullness of his manifestation. The Bible recorded that it was thunderings, so it was huge smoke, and there was this voice. And at a point in Exodus chapter 20, the children of Israel said, No, Moses, we can't continue like this. We can't stand this. We cannot. We don't want to hear. You know what? You hear God for us, then come and tell us. Because we cannot stand this. Now, this is very important because... This same manifestation was actually what ushered in Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. Okay, so God wanting to come to man from the original plan to have a union as Christ to the church, becoming a groom and a bride. That was the uh, intention from the very beginning. So Pentecost was a reflection of this arrangement in Exodus chapter 19. But the one in 19 failed because the children of Israel didn't open up their heart. They did not allow God to write his love letter in their heart. So rather than that, they chose to listen to Moses. And that's why the laws uh, can also be referred to as the law of Moses. Because now it was Moses who was now speaking to them rather than God. If God had spoken to them directly, they would have received life. They would have not been in bondage. God wanted to take the mentality of living in bondage of Egypt. He wanted to do it. And that can only be taken away by the speaking of the word of faith. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And when we walk in faith, we will not walk in fear. He wanted to take them away from mentality of fear and slavery to a mentality of sonship and boldness. But they refused it. So their heart was veiled and closed up. And so Moses was not the one speaking to them. And talking about this, just to emphasize on this again, it is so key and important for us to have teachers over us, to have pastors over us. But what you hear from your pastor is only just a little compared to what God will tell you personally each and every time. And that is why my concentration on this topic on Pentecost is the language of the groom to the bride. It is intimate relationship, a personal revelation, what you get from God by yourself. So it is good that it teach us, but we'll later see what uh, level that uh, teaching can do for you and uh, how much your personal work or relationship with God will do for you and so Pentecost in the book of Acts Acts chapter 2 we see where this was uh, displayed so again God came in his fullness and there was a manifestation again of mighty wind of um, the fire and then the, the tongues that the people received in the upper room so it's like a replica of what happened in Genesis 19 19 they were all gathered around the mountain mountain uh, mount sinai and but they didn't open up your heart but here jesus christ as he uh, rose from the grave and then spoke with the disciples he told them do not leave this place so they were in that room gathered together once again showing how the children of israel gathered together and this time they waited long enough and they were patient to hear god so the the wind came the fire came and rested on them individually and that is also key the fire could have come like a blanket and cover all of them together but no god wants our work with him to be personal so there was this flame that rested on them personally But that personal resting does not take away from the the fact that it is the the same spirit of God. So God manifesting himself in diverse ways in, in, in our gifting, in our uniqueness, but he is still the same source, the person of the Holy Spirit. And then they were filled. So they didn't just see the manifestation of the power of god now they also received him into their heart and the bible says they spoke in different languages and these languages they were speaking it was like the thunderings of god in the beginning when he was thundering on the mountain and you know but they said no this voice we don't want to hear it let moses be our uh, go go to person we don't can't stand god we don't understand this language of faith And so they did not receive it. But here, by faith, they spoke in that tongue. And it is in speaking of this tongue, it's called the manifestation of the fullness of the Spirit of God. So when the Holy Spirit comes on a believer, at that point of conversion, you are filled with the Holy Spirit. It comes in His fullness. And that's why you see all the manifestations that come when it comes on you or when you get born again, you know, but your ability to keep this fullness depends on your personal relationship day by day with the person of the Holy Spirit. And so the place of the pastor can be like that of the washing of the feet. You know, when Jesus was washing the disciples' feet in John chapter 13, he got to peter peter said no i don't want you to wash my feet because he was seeing it in the physical and jesus said if i don't wash your feet then you don't have a part in me and when peter got the revelation of what jesus was doing said no okay wash my feet wash my hand wash my every part and jesus said no i only need to wash your feet here Because you have been washed already. You have been clean. And he that is clean do not need to be bit all over. So what did Jesus mean here? And uh, Jesus told them. He said wash wash ye one another's feet. So he as a teacher was washing the feet of Peter. At that point it was a a period of teaching. It's like what I'm doing to you now. The word every pastor or teacher gives is like that of the washing of feet. So the water level as it were, of the Spirit of God at this point of teaching can come just maybe to your ankle when you relate this again to what happened in Exodus uh, in uh, Ezekiel 47, talking about the water in the temple. Ah the water, and Ezekiel was swimming in it. the prophet he got to his ankle, his knee, and then you overwhelmed him, and he was able to swim in it because the more you walk with God, the more personal revelation you get of him, the more the overwhelming presence and it comes becomes like a swimming pool for you to swim in because you are getting to know him more and more, so the washing of feet here is like. little bit of water to help you as you are walking with God but you should get to a point where you swim in him and that point of swimming is where I want us to talk about today that is the importance of Pentecost that is why Jesus sent for the Holy Spirit to have us swim in that experience to swim in the fullness of God and it's also you can relate that to you cannot talk about swimming in the fullness of the holy spirit without relating it to his word because the spirit of god came to teach us god's word and jesus is the word so as the spirit of god keeps revealing jesus to us the word then we have, uh, have the ability to swim in the word, and it is in the swimming of the word that brings about cleansing. That is the betting that Jesus was telling Peter. I say You have been bait already, because Jesus was the word speaking to the disciples all this time. He was revealing himself to them every day, every moment. So they were full, they were full, they were always clean by the revelations of Jesus given to them. You know, in uh, John 15, he said, you are clean by the word that I've spoken to you. So the spoken word of God, which is Jesus being with the disciples, make them clean. So what they needed to do as a walk with God was a washing of feet and that we do to one another. So you teach me, I teach you. Correction comes in. Nobody's above being taught. As we are reminded of the truth, as we keep walking, it comes, it's like washing our feet, and then we keep walking. But God always want us to stay in that pool where it is the fullness. The Bible says it is the same Spirit of God, but we have are, we are been baptized into one Spirit, but He manifests in different forms, just as we are unique and we are different. We have different giftings, but it is the same Spirit of God. So, my emphasis here is to always have the fullness of the presence of God, the fullness of that water of life, which is the word of God. So talking in um, in uh, Ephesians chapter 5, we're going to read there in Ephesians 5 from verse 25. He said, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word that he might present um he might present her to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that she should be holy and without blemish so you see the 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 premise here that the washing of water by the word is presenting itself. It's in the premise of a husband and wife relationship. It is in one on one intimate relationship. Just as a husband and wife know themselves as they communicate, as they fellowship together, then he says that is how Jesus will relate with us in order to sanctify and to cleanse us. So for us not to have spot and wrinkle, and what are spots and wrinkle? Those places that we lack knowledge, the areas we have no knowledge, the areas where the light, the glorious light of the gospel of Jesus has not yet shone, in that those areas, we can only get illumination. We can only get those spots out as we swim in the word of God by the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. As we have the fullness of God, then we are baiting and swimming in it. It can only come by one-on-one relationship. So uh, uh, sometimes I I was wondering and I was asking God, why is it that some people are not being transformed? They've been a believer for so long, but they are still like almost the same. He said they are not swimming in the ocean. They are not having personal revelation. They are only uh, uh, depending on their pastor or their teacher to teach them. But those teachings, as good as they come, they can take you to your ankle level. But it takes you to want to swim in it so that you can be clean. And that is a one-on-one revelation. So what I'm teaching you today, the way it's going to benefit you is that you go back, read it again by yourself. Meditate on it on your own. Then light will come. And that light is what or uh, generate that pool of water that will begin to change you, transform you. So, the power of meditating on the word of God is so huge for every believer. He said, do not, you meditate upon this law. The Bible was talking to Joshua. He said, do not let this law depart from you. Meditate upon it day and night. In it, you will find your way prosperous. So, as you meditate on the goodness of God, on the word of God, as you read through the Bible, don't read it religiously. Don't be in a hurry to read it and drop it. Generate enough revelation for yourself. Because that is the power that is going to wash you clean. is going to direct you. And is going to make you spot and wrinkle. And this is the type of people Jesus is coming for. The people without spot and wrinkle. So, how do you get a spot and wrinkle? Is by... Magnifying and having this Pentecost experience again and again. It's not a one time busting out in tongues and crying and being emotional. It is a daily experience. As you pray in your spirit, you're making tremendous power available. You are telling the Spirit of God to walk in you so you can walk out that power out in you in all that you do. So men will begin to see your good works and glorify God. So the transformation will be seen even by the inward push of that power of the Holy Spirit. So today I pray that um, this experience will not just be one time Pentecost. It is not just that time of the New Testament in Acts chapter 2. This should be our experience every day. It should, our water level must be so high that we can swim in it. The glory of the knowledge of Christ to fill the whole earth, even as the water covered the sea. You see now? So it's that swimming ability, that pool that is full, that you can swim in, personal revelation, everybody getting to receive it, everybody beginning to swim in that ocean. That is where. The Lord will want us to get to and to stay, even as we await His appearing, where you'll be naked and you'll not be ashamed. You see, this is in relationship from Genesis. He said the man and the woman they come together, they are naked and they are not ashamed. What brings uh, shame is spots and wrinkle. When you begin to see the faults of others, you see they are dark spots and they are wrinkles. and they are. That's what brings shame. But Jesus is saying, "I'm going to present you myself." He's going to do the presentation, and that means his word. He is a word. He's going to wash you, present you to himself, and you'll be naked before him, and you will not be ashamed. You will not be condemned when you stand before God. That is what it, what, what it means to be naked before him and not to be ashamed. You don't go to God timidly, and this is what he wanted to do with the children of Israel. He didn't want them to come with the mentality of slaves anymore because they've been in so much uh, bondage in, the, in the, uh, Egypt. He wanted them to come out of that mentality and to come to him boldly. So where do you stand today? Do you come to God boldly? To come before his presence boldly is not pride. It's actually uh, confidence that he loves you. That you've been accepted in the beloved. Is a work of faith. It shows that I know who I am in him. Uh, it shows that you are not walking by your own understanding. But you are acknowledging what Jesus has done for you. And so the Lord will continue to direct your path. So I pray today that you continue to have intimate revelation, intimate relationship with the Father. Don't depend on another person's revelation to live. The revelation of your pastors, they are awesome. They are beautiful. I actually enjoy preaching it. But as good as this sound, the Lord wants you to know him personally. Have a personal time with the Lord. Speak in tongues more often in your personal time. It's not only when we come to church that we speak in tongues. In your personal time of prayer, that is when this experience will be so cherished. It will generate so much power for you to live and to continue to reign over situation and over every other thing. So, even this uh, experience of lockdown, actually God gave us time to swim in the pool. Again, he gave us time to be able to get personal again with him so we can begin to swim in the pool of his word. So the spirit of God will overwhelm us again. So Pentecost can, we can experience Pentecost over and over and over again, like an intimate relationship of a husband and wife. This is how God wants us to relate. And this is the essence of Pentecost. So Pentecost is intimate relationship with the church. I call it the language of the bridegroom to the bride, and vice versa. So I pray to you today that you continue to speak that language of intimacy with your father. He loves you so much. He doesn't want you to worship from afar, he doesn't want you to have the mentality of a slave, but that of sonship. You have been loved, you've been adopted, and you belong to God forever. So stay strong, stay equipped, stay in the pool of the knowledge of god and be washed be without spot be without wrinkle rejoicing and waiting for the appearing of your groom to finish up what he started the marriage of the spirit has come together on in pentecost uh, but that of the physical body is where we are waiting on the glorious transformation of our physical body and that will climax the whole essence of God and man coming together to be one, even as intended it to be from the beginning. So God bless you richly today. Feel free to share this Bible Bible study section and go back, listen to it again and again, and go back to the scripture and get it for yourself. God bless you. Bye-bye.